Good evening and welcome into the Boulevard Brewing Company post-game drink. I am Gabe DeArmond after a 24-23 overtime win for Missouri over the Florida Gators. The only thing we can promise you is that we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep doing the show tonight. Um, that is basically what Missouri did today. Uh, I, look, it wasn't pretty. Um, there were a lot of times that I know you guys were pulling your hair out, that you wanted the quarterback pulled, that you wanted the coach fired, that you didn't understand the play calls, all of that. I get it. But games are 60 minutes and sometimes 60 minutes plus a couple of, uh, couple of series for a reason. And that reason was uh, I, I wish that I had the, the uh, Dumb and Dumber clip of – you know, just when I think you can't do anything stupider, you go and totally redeem yourself uh, because that was Connor Bazelak and and Eli Drinkwitz tonight. Because in the end, the first 60 minutes and however many plays don't really matter. I, I mean, they won the game. And so any manner of how they got there, and I'm sure we're going to break down a lot of things, and I think a lot of it's going to be negative. And I kind of get it, but they won the game, and they're six and five, and they're going to finish fourth in the East, which isn't great, but it isn't bad. They have salvaged what can be salvaged from this season, you know. Um, and that is, look, it, it can get a whole lot better actually with a win on Friday, and we'll talk about that. But even if they don't beat Arkansas on Friday. They have salvaged a bowl game and at least a 500 record. I think this is the first time since the season opener that Eli Drinkwitz has been over 500 at Missouri. Um, I could be wrong on that. No, the SEMO game, he would have been 7-6. and six. But I, I understand that Connor Bazelak is a flawed quarterback and that a lot of guys want to see, a lot of people want to see somebody else in there. And I understand all the complaints about this game. But Missouri won a game that Missouri almost never wins, if we're being honest, right? And they did so, honestly, on a play I never would have run. I tweeted at 23-22 after the Beatty touchdown, I tweeted that I would have kicked the extra point because the defense had been good enough that I thought maybe you could start holding them to field goals and, and you could get by that way. Um, I would have kicked, and I'd have played a second overtime. But Eli Drinkwitz didn't. He went for it, and he deserves a ton of credit for it, right? What, whatever, and I had plenty of issues with the first three quarters of that game and some of the play calling and the decisions, especially at quarterback. I, I was with you guys. I agreed with you. But he gets paid $4 million to win games, and he won game. He won a game. Uh, in a way that I, I don't think any of us would have predicted even when they came out and, and Basilak was under center, I, I said, what are they doing? Like they're doing something that they never do here on the most important play they've got. What, what's going on? And I liked not going to Beatty because you knew Florida was thinking you were going to go to Beatty. Now, that takes – even more balls than it takes to go for it, it takes to go for it and not give the ball to Tyler Beatty. 
And the reason is real simple, because if they don't make that and they lose 23-22, the very first question and probably like the second, third, fourth, and fifth questions are, I don't get it. Why didn't your best player touch the ball on the biggest play of the season? But they used him right. The call was right. Um, they deserve absolutely a world of credit. Um, I, I had given up on them uh, for the season. I think most of you guys had given up on them for the season. I remember a lot of, well, this team can't win more than three games. And, and I never thought that, but a lot of people did. And maybe it was an emotional reaction and you were angry, you know, in the heat of the moment when you said that. But whatever, there were a lot of people that quit on this team. Flat out, a lot of people that quit on this team. And that's okay. Like, I'm not asking you to call in and tell me you were one of them. But they deserve credit for bringing this back to this point when that many people had quit on them. And I wouldn't blame Connor Bazelak if he came out and, you know, had, had, some, had some choice words and such. Now, he won't, I don't think. That's not, that's not who he is, but I wouldn't blame him. Um, let's take a quick look at the numbers. Um, here's one thing you got to remember about these, this 360 yards for Florida. I was thinking, I'm going to guess about 50 of those came on that play at the end of the first half when all Missouri was doing was attempting not to give up a 70-yard touchdown or 60-yard touchdown. So if you take those 50-ish yards away, they're at about 310 total offense. It's by far the best defensive game Missouri has played this year against a grown-up team, right? I mean, they maybe were better last week against South Carolina, but Florida's a much better offensive team. They certainly were better against... Well, no, they weren't better against North Texas or SEMO. Uh, this is the best defensive game Missouri has played, and it's not close. And there were a lot of guys. I mean, fresh, true freshman DJ Jackson, talk about him. Chad Bailey, nine tackles, three for a loss. Blaze Aldridge, you want to talk about a guy that's come back from the dead, Blaze Aldridge. Um, Jatorian Hansford made, made a huge play in the fourth quarter. Um, just all around, it, really a great defensive effort out of Missouri. Uh, here you can see a little little deeper numbers. I mean, you know, again, the Gators throw for 261 yards. Emory Jones, 20-32 for 261. But how many of those 50-60 to 60 are on one play at the end of the first half? Outside of that, pretty darn good defense by Missouri outside maybe one play. Um, Tyler Beatty, 27 carries, 146. I mean, the guy just, he's the most valuable player in the country. He just keeps doing it. He is, um, if I can do math in my head, he's now got 1385 for the season. He's a little under 200 yards away from Devin West's school record. Um, he would obviously have to have a huge day against Arkansas, but hey man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past the kid. He's had huge days. Week after week after week after week. Um, so, again, ton of credit to Missouri. Uh, they came through when I think probably most people on here thought that they were not going to come through. And, look, we can pick this apart. I'm sure we will. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, but they didn't do this well and they didn't do that well. And and I'll listen to that and I'll have that conversation and, and I'll discuss it. But I'm going to tell you, ultimately, like this is a flawed team. They're not perfect. There's a reason they're not 10-1 and one playing for an SEC title. It's a flawed team that found a way to win a game. And they deserve a lot of credit. By the way, it's a better team than it was six weeks ago, especially on defense. 
Um, they overcame their second-best player not coming through at the end of that game. Uh, Harrison Mivas missed the kick. I think it was a bad snap, but he still normally makes that. They overcame that. Um, so, uh, look, I could go on and on. It's always better just to just to take the phone calls and see what you guys uh, want to talk about. So before I open up the phone lines, I want to tell you guys, uh, I want to ask you, okay, I, I imagine that we're, the phone lines are going to be pretty busy here. After a game like that, they usually are. So you're going to have to wait. Sometimes you might call in and I might not be able to, to add you to the line. Um, if I can't add you to the line, I will, but you're going to have to hold on. I'll call out your area code when I do you know, go ahead. Um, if, if it's a common area code, I may have to call out a little more of your number. But point is, you're going to have to wait. So please, whatever device you're listening on, put on mute. When you call in, just be quiet. Like, don't start don't start yapping in the background and all that. And uh, all right, we've got somebody who knows the phone number before I even put it on the screen. So uh, we're going to go to the uh, 301 area code. Who am I talking to? Oh, wow, that was fast. David uh, Jacob uh, out here in Washington D.C. How's, how's it going? Not bad. What's up, Jacob? So uh, you were saying Missouri deserves a lot of credit. I, I want to make sure you get some credit too, because three weeks ago there were a lot of folks, including myself, responded on this line, uh, and you said, "Look, this season's not over. There's not a game against South Carolina that's winnable, and that game against Florida is looking more and more winnable. This could be a bowl team, maybe not a good bowl team, but a bowl <laughs> right. team." And here we are. So, uh, you know, credit where credit's due. It was a, a good call well, on your part, and thanks for keeping us interested. Yeah, let, um, let's be clear. I didn't think they'd get there. I just knew it was mathematically possible. Oh, I know you didn't. <laughs> I know you didn't. But, but I, I think you gave us an accurate realm of possibility, and they overperformed this week, I think, and, and here they are winning the game. Um, I, I, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of questions about play calling, mm-hmm. so let me be the first. Um there were a lot of times where you felt like you've got to get number one going and, and you know, you're not. Head the right way. Then you look at the play calling down the stretch and you've got. It's not zone read, excuse me, outside zone to the left, outside mm-hmm. zone to the left, which is their bread and butter and a really creative two point conversion play where they, they ran, they ran that. Play action, kind of dump it off in the flat, the baby where where Dayslack just kind of spins and tries to unload it real fast, and they run it this time with a little wrinkle and shoot Daniel Parker up the other side. So, can you give me a grade on what you saw from uh, Elijah Drinkwitz in terms of his play calling in the bread and butter stuff, but also in those crucial moments? And then finally, and I'll, and I'll shut up after this. Steve Wilkes, oh my God, folks have been roasting him over the coals. It's yeah. a different defense than it was even three weeks ago, and he deserves some credit for that. So I, I'd love to get your thoughts, Gabe. Yeah, um, no question. Wilkes deserves a ton of credit. I think Jatorian Hansford and uh, – or I'm sorry, Trajan Jeffcoat and Isaiah McGuire probably deserve a lot of the credit too, uh, as does Blaze Aldridge, as does Chad Bailey. Like, ultimately, it's about players, as does DJ Jackson for today. Um, but Wilkes, no doubt. Look, I was with you. For the first three quarters of that game, I said, Drinkwitz has to do something to give his guys a chance. Like – you can't just throw two-yard passes and hand the ball to Tyler Beatty and think this is going to work. But he got the play to Nico Hay. He he leaned on his guy. Ultimately, he won the game. Like, 
the reason I'm not usually a big play calling guy is because I think we don't know enough about what's going on to it, it, what it's supposed to do and what worked and what didn't work to to complain too much about play calls. Ultimately, like just call the touchdown play, right? They're all supposed to work. It's just that sometimes they don't. Sometimes somebody doesn't do something. Um, I was ready to roast Drinkwitz for about three quarters of that game. But then the first three quarters don't matter when when they did what they did, which is, you know, score a touchdown to take the lead in the fourth and then score a touchdown and a two-point conversion uh, in, in overtime to win it. I would not have gone for two. He did, and he deserves a ton of credit for it. No doubt in the world. So, uh, Jacob, I appreciate the call there, man. Let's go. Uh, let's go next to. Let me see. Uh, let's go to the five six one area code. Who is there? This is five six one. Sorry, who is this? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I got you. This is Jeff. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? All right, good. I'm sitting here in the uh, good. Thank you, thank you. I'm sitting here in the beautiful state of Florida, as we do that, of course. Enjoyed it thoroughly, and uh, I was one of your last callers last week, and my point was, I think Drinkwitz is the right sick. Even if you're terrible, he's still the right guy. Like you, though, I was pulling my hair out, what little I had left, wondering why we don't have Brady Cook to run up the middle for 5, 10, 15 yards as they're killing Beatty on every single you know, running play. Yeah. And I thought that was a no-brainer that you could get the third and five with the quarterback dropping back and then just running when, when they're covering everybody man-to-man. And, you know, we're pulling out our hair. So I find myself conflicted in, A, thinking, yeah, we got the right coach. All the credit to all the fellas today. All right, Jeff, I appreciate the call, man. Um, your, your line is real choppy. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer. I appreciate your call, and, and thanks for being a part of the show. Um, I'm, I'm going, to, going to take you off the line because your line is choppy, but I, I hope you're listening. Um, basically, look, I agree that yeah. Cook, Cook probably should have played, right? Um, but here's the bottom line, and you guys aren't going to like this answer, but there just is no other answer. At whatever percentage he is, Eli Drinkwitz thinks Connor Bazelak is the best quarterback on his roster and is going to give Missouri a better chance to win games. Now, he could be wrong. You know, maybe maybe Tyler Macon or Brady Cook is better. But Drinkwitz thinks this is my best guy even at 80%, even not being able to run the football, even being a statue, he's my best guy. And he's the coach, and he gets paid $4 million, and he's going to live or die by that decision, and today he lived by it. Now, I understand everybody's going to say, but Bazelak didn't have anything to do with it, which is not obviously exactly true. But bottom line, that's the answer. Like, there's, We can throw around a million hypotheticals, but the only thing that really matters is Eli Drinkwitz thinks in his current state, Connor Bazelak is the best quarterback he has on the roster, and that's why he's playing. It's no more complicated than that. There's nothing else to it. He thinks Connor Bazelak 
in his current state, playing the way he is, gives him a better chance to win football games than Brady Cook or Tyler Macon does. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he'll feel that way next spring or next fall or whatever, but he feels that way now, and I know it's not the answer people want, but but it is the flat-out truth. Let's move on now to the 832 area code. Who's there? This is Ryan. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? All right. Hey, I tell you what, uh, all was going well until the, uh, the coin toss. And uh, Florida uh, said the north end zone. And uh, my son from OU called up actually and said, yeah, ready, uh, well, our, uh, okay. our, uh, our, the, the chance of us seeing a uh, once-in-a-decade play just significantly increased. But uh, the chance this works out for Missouri significantly decreased. So uh, good that it paid off for Missouri, that it actually worked out. The, uh, the curse of the north end zone, I think we can say, is dead. Um, you know, not going to harp on all the other stuff been watching too much Mizzou football for too many years to uh to to look at the bad stuff when uh, they win a game like this so it's been it's a great win glad yeah. they did it glad it keeps uh, the momentum uh going here in the second half of the season to uh hopefully carry off in the offseason so, you know uh, you know what Ron that's a really good point I haven't even hadn't even thought that they were playing in the north end zone it, it I don't know I it just didn't occur to me but that's a good point yeah yeah all good Appreciate it, Gabe. Thank you. All right, Ryan. Appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. Let's go next to uh, the 816 area code. Who's there? This is your father. Okay. This is uh, What's up, father? <laughs> I, I can't believe you took this call, but uh, your, your mother and I were uh, watching the game, and it's uh, – Unbelievable, and I thought Drinkwitz was crazy to go for two, but uh, he won this one. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone for two. I tweeted I wouldn't go for two. I would have kicked it. But uh, yeah, I wish I made four million dollars to make that call. Uh, don't you? Almost. I'm bringing in a lot of YouTube money. We're at like three point seven now. Oh well, excellent. But no, I mean this. This is amazing. I, I mean, it gives uh, Drinkwitz what another two, three years. Um, I mean, yeah, he's not gonna get fired till at least twenty twenty-five now, probably. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. He's in good shape. We we all get to watch the Birmingham Bowl. Oh boy, are you gonna <laughs> cover it? Oh God, no. Mitchell might. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good deal. <laughs> we'll talk to you. <laughs> Bye. All right. Um, I thought that was a joke at first. I didn't really think that was my father, but it was. Uh, let's go uh, 618 area code. What's up? Hey, Gabe. This is Keith. What's up, Keith? How you doing, man? I call you every week and tell you this is the best part of my post game. Uh, driving back to the game is yep. listening to you. And, and I'll tell your dad, too. Hey, uh, 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 Gabe's father, um, uh, Gabe does a great job. We're glad that he's out there doing this. Um, real quick, I, I've been a Mizzou fan forever, since like forever. So I go to these games a lot, and I, you know, I've sat through. I really was at the fifth down game, and I was there two years later when Bill Johnson threw that stupid pick against Colorado in the return. Yep. <laughs> first nighttime game at Columbia. Six nothing in 1991. And I was there for the kick six, and I was there for the Kentucky game a couple of years ago, and I will tell you that. I, this never happened to Mizzou. This is the coolest thing. And I just wanted to say, am I Z? You know what, Keith? I, like, we all think it never does, right? But if you think back, I mean, the TJ Mo play happened. Um, 
you know, I know That's we're true. we're talking basketball, but like Clarence Gilbert won an NCAA tournament game on a on a buzzer beater. Like we remember the ones that don't but, happen, but actually Missouri has won some games like this, right? I mean, Henry Josie happened. I know there was three minutes left, but. When Mevis did that field goal, it was just that same old Mizzou feeling, that same old, you know, well, we had a shot, here we go again. You know, yep. it's, it's just coming back from that. I don't know. I'm, I'm in a great mood today. I appreciate it. I, You know, now I love Coach Drinkwitz and Coach Wills, so I'll be <laughs> a hypocrite. What the heck? I love your show, and thanks for doing it. Perfect, Keith. I appreciate it, man. Let's go, uh, let's go next to the 314 area code. Who's there? You with me? Three one four. You there? Hey Gabe, uh, Nitro. I guess my question is like, there's a lot of people on your board tonight who were in the middle of the game, fire drink. Yes. There, there was a poll. Someone posted a poll. Fire drink. Like, do you think that those people are going to apologize for this? Because, listen, I'm really, really happy, and I just want you to know I am very happy, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that they should apologize. Thanks, Gabe. Um, Nitro, I don't know if you've been on this thing called a message board on the internet. They are not going to apologize, nor should they really. I mean, look, this is the emotion of being a fan, right? Um, in, in the middle of a game, like it, the problem with the internet is it has allowed everyone to know what our mid game thoughts are. And that's never good. Like you just shouldn't post till the game's over because it's 60 minutes long and you don't know what's going to happen. But when you post mid-game, you let everybody know what you're thinking. And a lot of times you end up looking kind of dumb. And that's okay, but you shouldn't have to apologize for it. Let's go to the 336 area code. Who's there? 336, you with me? All right, looks like we lost you. We're uh, back in the 314 area code. Uh, 314, you still here? All right, sounds like people got tired of waiting. 309, you you with me? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, Gabe? Not bad. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe, it's Dalton. What's up, um, Dalton? You know, I remember calling you back in September, and everybody was talking about how this defense playing for all, all, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that Steve Wilkes deserves, I mean, this, I mean, with is he not the most valuable person on the staff outside of probably Beatty, you know, in terms of you were ranking right now? The turnaround in the defense has been phenomenal. The defensive line was playing out of their minds. Trajan Jeffcoat was finally playing like an all-SEC player before he got hurt. And it's just uh, it just shows you that a little patience goes a long ways. And I also just want to bring up one stat that I saw right before they went into overtime. Mm-hmm. Drink is now 9-0 and when leading at halftime. So I know a lot of people want to sit here and go, well, he should have done this, he should have done that. This game reminded me very much of Kentucky last year. Drink kept it in the game, didn't, didn't get too crazy, kept it offense extremely conservative because his defense was playing well, and he just let it go, let it go. So... I appreciate it, Dalton. Thanks for the call, man. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I would not – if we say that Beatty is the most valuable guy on the offense, and I think that is certainly fair to say, then I would go on the defense, I would say it's Isaiah McGuire and Chris Abrams-Drain. 
I mean, those have been the best players on this defense. I would say Chad Bailey, Blaze Aldridge, Trajan Jeffcoat deserve to be mentioned in there. Maybe Darius Robinson. Today, maybe G DJ Jackson. But, you know, like, yeah, Wilkes deserves credit for – for just kind of continuing, but he's not doing anything different. He said this week, it's the same scheme. Our players are doing a better job at it, to be quite honest with you, is is what has happened. Um, so, yeah, everybody deserves credit, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we're ranking who deserves the most credit. Steve Wilkes, is, he's done a nice job. I don't think there's any question, and everybody feels a lot differently about him than they did five weeks ago. Let's go uh, 336 area code. You there? Hey, man, Mike. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Good, good. Um, you know, it's just a good night. You know, the way you want it to, but it never looks as good or as pretty as you want it to. But these are the types of things that Mizzou has never done. And we brought in Drinkless. This is what we want him to do. And it, it, this is what it's like as a Mizzou fan. We're going to be incremental, you know, Incremental improvements, mm -hmm. and over time, these hopefully will, will add up to be something significant. Like, uh, you know, I don't think we'll compete with Curry anytime soon, but it's one or two plays away, but this is what it takes to get there, and and this is what we're here for. I mean, it's yeah. our, our sad history as a Mizzou fan, you know, the ghost that haunt us. As a Mizzou fan and a Big 12, you know, all the Big 12 times that have, that have really failed us. But, like, putting these things to the bed, it's a small step at a time. And we made a step tonight. And, and I agree, actually, and that I'm probably going to write something similar to that later. This is a step along the way that if this works, you're going to look back and say, that was an important step. Um, I, I totally agree with you, man. Uh, yeah, good, good points, Mike. Appreciate you being a part of it, man. All right, let's go yeah, next absolutely. to the uh, let, let's go next to the two two nine area code. Who's there? Hey, what's up, Gabe? Uh, this is Aaron. What's up, Aaron? How um, you doing, man? You know what I, I like to point out is I, I'm like most Mizzou fans. I was frustrated with Basilek not, not coming in, but uh, I mean Basilek not getting benched. <laughs> but I look at it from a perspective as a player. I trust Drinkwitz so much more because. He's not willing to, you know, he's not going to hear the, the noise from the outside and so forth. He's really going to focus on what's happening on the practice field. Um, obviously, Tyler Cook is not good enough. I mean, um, and, and if he was, he'd be playing. And, and so, I, you know, I like the loyalty that, that Drinkwitz is showing to his players, that the best players um, Sunday through, through Friday are going to be the ones who are going to play on Saturday. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, look, Connor Bazelak won the game. Like everybody's argument against Bazelak was, we don't have a chance to win with him. He won. I, I mean, he won the game. And so, like, it doesn't matter if it's pretty or not. He won the game. He's going to be the quarterback next week. He's going to be the quarterback in a bowl game. And there's no question about it now, right? Now, what happens in spring? What happens next fall camp? I have no idea. But yeah. Uh, uh, good points, Aaron. Like yeah, not, fans, you know, fans react in the moment. Coaches are paid not to, right? Exactly. And um, and I'm not down on Tyler Macon. I mean, it's hard to to uh, make that transition, especially after have not playing a year, year and a half. But right. I think the writing's on the wall for uh, uh, Brady Cook. You know, if he yeah. wants to play at Mizzou, I don't know if it's there's not going to be here for him. Yeah. You know? 
No, I, I so, agree with you. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, Wilkes, I, I mean, I was down on him, but, you know, you, we can say that he didn't make any changes to the scheme, but obviously the scheme is working. You know, it just yes. took a while for it to, um, you know, to to show show its way, but I, we, we got to give Wilkes credit. The system's yeah. working, and, and, you know, and so – um, there's a reason why we get paid a million dollars for now. You know, I mean, things can change, but I, I have to come back and say, hey, you know, maybe I was wrong about Wilkes. Yeah, and we'll see. Until the next time it doesn't work, then we're going to say, man, that that guy's terrible. He's got to go, right? Because that's what people do, man. But, exactly. But you're yeah, right. We, we, our, our opinions can change. <laughs> yep, yep. But, well, Aaron, I appreciate the call, well, yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's it. So, All right, have a good night. Uh, I, I got a few of you on the line, and I'm going to get to you. I just want to read you real quick because I'm seeing some things in the comments, and I retweeted video of it from the PowerMizzou.com account. But Mitchell Forty tweets, Drinkwitz just ended his post-game press conference by putting on his hood and whipping out a plastic lightsaber and says, may the force be with you. Anybody remembers last year, Dan Mullen dressed up as Darth Vader after Florida beat Missouri on Halloween, and Mullen incited a fight. Um, there is I, – I, I mean, look, man, like I said, Eli Drinkwitz, like, other coaches ain't going to love this dude. Other fan bases ain't going to love this dude. Missouri fans will as long as he wins. But uh, that's the kind of thing that uh, you you better go be able to back it up when you do it. Let's go uh, 224 area code. Who's there? Hey, Gab, this is Adam. What's um, up, Adam? I'm just calling uh, – yeah, super all-in and in on drink. Um, I thought that last year was year zero. This was really year one. Um, and this is the kind of win they needed. With the with the recruiting they have coming in, um, you know, you just needed to keep the momentum rolling and getting this win today was a, a huge deal. Um, I'm really happy for Connor making that throw to end the game. Uh, I was really critical of him all night. I, I, I really don't think he's, he's the answer long-term, but, I mean, great moment for him and, Really excited to see what the team looks like next year with hopefully Sam Horn or someone else at quarterback and Luther Burden coming in. But, man, what a win. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not much to add, Adam. 100% agree, man. Uh, good call. Appreciate you, uh, appreciate you calling in tonight. All right, let's go to the 972 okay. area code. Who do I have from the 972? Uh, Colonel, this is Jay Mills. How are you? What's up, Mills? How you doing, man? I'm doing just fine. Since your pops called in, I figured, you know, this is it's time for me to make my first. Yeah, we need to get know, Neuter and McKernan and, and all kinds of people on here, huh? <laughs> I've been pretty loyal watching the uh, the post game, so I had to call in. But I do have uh, one comment, one question. The first comment is, look, since since we you know since we do hired uh, Coach Drink, I've been kind of calling him, you know, Dabo 2.0, um, yeah. and I sort of kind of see that. I, I like the incremental, you know how they've improved from last year to this year a little bit. I was hoping for a little bit of a bigger jump. But the question I have for you is, what do you, what's your what's your thoughts on him as a play caller? Because I thought, you know, sort of from a personnel standpoint, he's had to deal with the O-line and the O-line being just kind of decimated, which we really saw that today. Yeah. Uh, and that while I thought the play calling today kind of took a step back, I thought the, the touchdown call and then the call that he made where he – you know, got the play call where they got the offsides on the, uh, I can't remember the play call where they tried to go on fourth and one. It was really a, a really a genius call by him. But overall, and I'll hang up and listen to your thoughts on him as a play caller this year. Yeah. Um, here's why I'm always so hesitant 
to criticize play calling because good play callers are doing things off of plays they called two quarters ago or five weeks ago. They're setting things up all the time, right? And there's a rhythm to it. And my reaction in the first half was, what's he doing? They're all two-yard passes and, and handoffs and either – he thinks his quarterback can't do anything else and he's playing the wrong quarterback or he's calling a terrible game. Well, then he pops Nico Hayfrey for a 41-yard touchdown. And then he, you know, I mean, it wasn't play calling in overtime. It was two handoffs to Tyler Beatty and his dude's blocked and Tyler Beatty broke tackles and it was a touchdown. So I just think we focus too much on play calling. They're all designed to work, right? Every play they call ideally is going to work. Now, they don't all work, but sometimes they don't work because a guy falls down. Or sometimes they don't work when because the left tackle misses a block. Or sometimes they don't work because a receiver runs the wrong route or the ball slips from the quarterback. Like It's just too easy to say, well, it was a bad play call. Um, and, and I really try to avoid doing that, right? Like uh, all the time in basketball, people want to blame shot selection. And I say, well... Sometimes good shots don't go in and, and terrible shots do go in. It's not about shot selection. It's about shot execution. And and it's that's the answer almost always in football is they just needed to execute. Like Steve Wilkes is largely doing the same things he was doing eight weeks ago, but now Missouri is doing it well. And so I just I don't mean to dismiss the question, but I think we just focus way too much on play calling and I don't really think we're qualified to do it if I'm being quite honest with you. Like we just we just don't know. So, uh let's go to the 314 area code now. Number ends in 06. You there with me? Hey Gabe, it's Will. How you doing? What's up, Will? How are you, man? Hey, uh so what I just want to say is like right now I feel like um and in like a group chat I had with all my friends that kind of like the momentum is back, what we were all expecting for, uh, uh, like in the beginning of the season where, you know, we kind of have our mojo back, you know, Drake, as you just said, you know, did the little lightsaber thing with Mullen and we all like swaggy drink doing stuff like that. So I was just wondering if, if you feel like this is almost because of, you know, 2020 being the COVID year last year, that was almost a blank season that really didn't happen. That this is almost year one. And because of the struggles of the defense and everybody getting back kind of in a mojo, or like I would say, like if um, after year two, uh, if you would ask most Mizzou fans if uh, if we had if Drake had a 500 record after year two, we'd all be happy with that. So I'm just wondering if you think we're we're back on pace to uh, projection wise, what we all kind of thought uh, at the end of uh, you know year one, 2020. Yes. Yeah, um, appreciate appreciate the call, uh, Will. And yeah, I I said at the beginning of this year, six and six will leave you a little bit disappointed, but it won't be like it's not a disaster. This team going six and six would be okay. It, that's what was needed. I set the baseline at the beginning at seven and five, which by the way is doable. Do I think they're going to beat Arkansas? No, but I didn't think they were going to beat Florida. So seven and five is doable, but six and six. Keep it's exactly what Will said. It keeps you moving forward, right? Six and six this year, I think, is better than the five and five was last year. And so it keeps you moving in that direction. You get this class on campus next year. And yeah, next year is I, I expect a step forward next year, and I expect it to be a little bit bigger step. And then 2023 is the year I expect to to see, okay, this is when we need to see eight, nine, ten. Um, and, and I think that's the time frame for this program if it's going to be what you guys want it to be under Eli Drinkwitz. 
So we'll appreciate uh, and then, Go ahead, and, sir. And, get, and, then one, and, and one other last quick question. Are you going to be doing any of these after any of like, the bigger basketball games? I know it would be like, a little hard to do it on a Tuesday night you know, after uh, a, 9, a 9 p.m. tip-off. I just wonder right. if you're going to do this. After some of the bigger ones. Yeah, we don't plan to right now, to be honest, because we did some basketball, and, and frankly, we had a bunch of engagement after Illinois last year, but it was the same day as the Georgia football game, and the rest of them, it just was not really yeah, worth it. There just weren't enough people, you know, so okay. um, so we're, we're not now. If, if something changes, if they, you know, if they if they turn this thing around and, and they're having a really good season, maybe we'll change that later in the year, but, but not planning to right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> No. All right. Thank you. We'll appreciate the call, man. We're staying in the uh, 314. Number ends in 72. You still there? Yeah. Yep. Who am I talking to? You say 573? We're in the 314 right now. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Um, okay, I think we lost the three one four five seven three. Hold on, man. We got we got four or five people on the line. I'll get to you. I promise. We're going nine one three next. Who's there? Hey, Gabe. This is Dennis. Um, I was curious because um, as I I was thinking back to something you wrote earlier in the season that um, the coaches had said this defense will be something different as mm-hmm. the season goes on. Yeah. But what I what I didn't really understand was it, it was horrible. I mean, normally you see some general progression going from bad to good. Mm-hmm. This defense all of a sudden looked from horrible to really good. And and is it just as simple of the fact that they got it or didn't get I I don't know. Well, I'm gonna have a hard time understanding how it could change this much because Wilkes can't be that good and he can't be that. Well, I think, what do you you thought? I think two things happened. I think actually there was a progression and that progression was in the North Texas game. They looked better. They were great, but they looked better. And then in the Georgia game, they looked better, but they still lost 43 to six. So like, I, I thought they got a few too many bouquets for, for still getting kind of dragged in Athens, right? I understand Georgia's really good, but still, they gave up 500 yards, but that was progress. And then South Carolina was the day it clicked. South Carolina, it all kind of came into focus, but South Carolina's not a real good offensive team. So today was the, okay, show me that what I saw last week is what I actually think I saw. And it was, because Florida is a good offensive team. They've got dudes, and Emory Jones is a talented quarterback, and Dan Mullen's a good play caller. And so today today was kind of the culmination of it. But um, And, and yes, Steve Wilkes does deserve credit. I'm not trying to take it away from him. I think two things happened. There were some personnel changes. Devin Nicholson isn't playing much now. Chad Bailey is. And Blaze Aldridge is back in the lineup playing well. Uh, Chris Abrams' drain has turned into a star. Um, on the defensive line, Isaiah McGuire's a star, and Trajan Jeffcoat has played like the player we thought he was at the beginning of the year. So it's a combination. I mean, it, I think it's mostly like players, but Steve Wilkes certainly deserves credit. I'm not t- trying to take it away from him, but he's got guys making plays that they just weren't making earlier in the year, to be quite honest. Dennis, I appreciate it's awesome to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything but else, man? It's awesome to see, right? 
it, yep. it, it's norm, normally you just don't see that kind of light switch change. And so, not in the I, middle I, of I've a season. All year in yeah. All right, Dennis, I appreciate it, man. Thanks, thanks a ton for for being a part of the show. Totally agree with you. Good points. We're going to move on now to the four one seven area code in and in O six. You there? Yeah, hey, it's Tucker down here in Joplin. What's up, Tucker? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Hey, uh, so I don't know if you've already covered this, um, and I apologize, but I, I, I want to give my thoughts and then get your thoughts on the way Drink managed the game at the end of regulation. Mm-hmm. I was watching the game at home, and there were a lot of people on Power Mizzou. I know it's a shocker that, that didn't like it, and on Twitter <laughs> – I actually had zero problem once they got the gift of the uh, the stupid penalty, right. uh, the, the holding of the PI on the Florida D back on Beatty. They were essentially in Nevis's field goal range. He's made a bunch yes. of field goals, you know, in that 46 to 48 yard range. And the the run plays were kind of weird looking, but they they kept them on the ground, took off as much time as they could, and that was a very makeable field goal for Nevis. Yes. And and I understand people saying we well, gotta try to get them closer and stuff. I mean I think they were. It's just Florida's ganged up on the run there. Yeah. And if you throw the ball there and you turn it over, then you look like a horse's ass. Yeah. It, it, because the same you say, hey, look, we have the best kicker in the Yeah. I was gonna say the same people who are mad at him for handling the handling it that way are the ones who spent three quarters saying pull the quarterback. It's the same quarterback. If you didn't trust right. the quarterback for three and a half quarters, you don't trust him. Eli Drinkwitz, you're right, Tucker. He did it exactly right there. He was in field goal range. He ran as much clock as he could, and he trusted the most reliable guy on his team to go do what he has done all but one time this year. It didn't happen. Now, I think it's because the snap was bad. The snap was high. And it threw it off just a little bit. Now, Mevis still makes that kick a lot of times, but I think the snap was high. But I have zero issue with what Drinkwitz did there. Okay, yeah. Well, you and I see it the same way then. I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy because I normally am all for being aggressive and everything. I loved him going for two in, in overtime, and I, I said it before he did it. Mm-hmm. But the, the, there's a there's a fine line between being aggressive and being reckless, and the way Missouri's offense was playing with right. Basilak, you, you can't take a sack and you can't turn the ball over there. You'd like to, and, for Beatty to get more rushing yards, but, I mean, Florida's – Right. Yeah. You also can't throw an incomplete pass and save Florida losers. 40 seconds. Right. I mean, all yeah. that. I had zero problem with the way he did it. And However, Nevis missed a kick. I mean, whatever. That happens. But, I mean, I had no problem with how Drink set that up. And, totally. and that's all. I'm going to go and uh, – I'm late for a dinner here. I'll, I'll <laughs> check the rest out on the podcast tomorrow. So thanks, Gabe. All right, Tucker. Appreciate the call, man. We're staying in the 417 area code. Number ends in 86. Who's there? Hey, Gabe. It's Stuart in Springfield, Missouri. What's up, Stuart? How are you, man? Dude, I am like in my second 12-pack of unfiltered wheat from Boulevard Excellent. and Living Barnes. Excellent. How about you? Uh, I have not drank at all today, but uh, but I like when people that call into the show have been drinking. So uh, we'll see how it goes. What well, I tell you, what Frank Sinatra said, he felt sorry for people that don't drink because when they wake up, that's the best they're going to be all day, and that is not me. 
I feel better every hour of every day because awesome. of my Boulevard unfiltered wheat beer. Dude, I'm going to have you do the reads for the show. You can just do the sponsor reads. That's fantastic. Yeah, I've got a face for radio, so you've got the right guy. Okay. So I appreciate that. I'll take that. I'll take you up on that offer. And anyway, what a game, huh? Yeah. I'll tell you what. It was a battle. It was the best team performance we've seen all year against a quality opponent. Now, their record is is bad well it's worse than ours now but this is the best team play we've seen all year offense yeah. defense special teams I mean it, it, it's sad that it took us uh, 11 weeks to get here but mm-hmm. I mean how proud are you of our Missouri Tigers I mean it, it, it was a heck of a game they deserve a lot of credit um you know, the first three quarters, but really the first four quarters, I wouldn't say it was like beautiful or super well played, but it was competitive. It was it was a close game, and the kids deserve a lot of credit for sticking in. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, man, because um, a lot of people had yeah. quit, and, and they didn't. They, they're bought into Drinkwitz, and I mean, and bring it up, Drinkwitz. I mean, how many footballs does this guy have in his sack? I mean, going for two, let's just get it over with. Horrible play, but you throw it to your senior. Parker Jader picks it up, and maybe we're going bowling. Yep. We are going bowling. Yep, Birmingham or Charlotte, okay. here they come. Hey, man, you're going, not me. I'm going to be at home with my socks on, my Boulevard unfiltered wheat beer, and living large, waiting to make a phone call at the end of the game. All right, Stuart. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. Be good, Gabe. Thanks for the time. All right, you too. Okay, I got a bunch of calls here from the 573, so I'm just going to read off the last two two numbers of your phone number, and we're going to go through them. If your phone number ends in 3-9, are you there? I'm here, Gabe. How are you? Not bad. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is Jason. So, to me, this team, I, I don't – I have to get my hats off to the, the leadership on the team, the coaches, because after that Tennessee game, they have no real business being here. Yeah. Or, you know, we thought there would be no business after this. And the defense, oh, my gosh, they have played wonderful. My hats off to them. Beatty is just – you know, Beatty kind of reminds me and, and it's, of, like, a guy that – like, Sophie Cunningham wouldn't let the Mizzou women lose times. Mm-hmm. Beatty is that player for this team. He will not let football teams lose as long as he's on that field. It's just incredible. But I, I'm wondering, is it just me or does Bailey just not have the zip on his throws? Because that, to me, is, is – I mean, he's, he's obviously got the mind. But the mechanics are – too many of his balls are floating up in the air. He doesn't have that zip, and that's my concern with him. But if he's the best option, I guess we're just going to have to go with it. And as long as we keep winning football games, that's what's going to happen. And yeah. I'm going to say this. I think Mizzou's got a pretty good shot of beating Arkansas next week because I have a feeling Arkansas is going to be hung over after coming real close to beating Alabama but still falling short. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I think Arkansas will be pretty motivated with uh, with you know the the former players and the former coaches there and all that, and uh, and they feel pretty good about themselves and they're a pretty good team. But but we'll see about next week. The rest of it, agree with what you said. Look, Basilak, I don't think he's healthy. 
I think there's some things off, but the flat-out bottom line is Drinkwitz thinks he's the best guy to win games. So whether we agree, disagree, whatever, doesn't really matter. He's the guy that's going to be out there. So, Jason, appreciate you being a part of the show, man. Thanks, Gabe. All right, let's move on. Stan in the 573 area code. If your number ends in 4-3, who's there? Hey, Gabe, it's Justin Ferguson. How are you, man? Not bad. What's up, Justin? Oh, nothing too much, Gabe. I'll tell you what, man. If all home games are like that, <laughs> they're you just not. sign me up next year for season tickets, man. That was, oh, one heck of a football game. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, home games are a hell of a lot more fun than going to away games, that's for sure. Yeah, I know you said on the pregame show this was this was the first game for your family, so uh, they all have a good time? Oh yeah, we had we had a great time. Um, you know, the the pregame, you know, tailgating was great. You know, taking the kids to Tiger Town, it was all great. And honestly, I've been to some other you know away games that you know they just don't have uh, some. You know, obviously have better you know pregame stuff, but mm-hmm. I was actually impressed with it. You know, had a great time. And then for the game, man, uh, there was definitely a lot of angst. You know, in the stands, you know, and frustration with Basil. Like I thought he, I thought he made some throws, made some plays, and he and he missed some as well. You know, we talk about we don't know. If, you know, if he's play, obviously he's probably playing with some sort of injury. You know, he's not 100 percent and all that kind of stuff. But right. um, <laughs> you know, just another average performance by him. But but overall, he got it done. And you know, a lot of times we want to point out the negative. Man, let's just take the win and kind of move on to to Arkansas this next week. And then one last thing, Gabe. Super impressed with DJ Jackson. I thought that kid, yeah. for his first start, I thought he played really well. Yeah, I think he's a guy we're going to be talking about going forward. No question. You noticed him a lot, man. He was a good tackler, good in coverage. Uh, he he did, he made you not miss a Caleb Evans today. So, uh, I think he deserves a ton of credit. Yep. All right, Gabe. We're going to head off. We're going to get some food. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys all next week. Y'all all right. Thanks, Justin. Enjoy, man. Let's stay in the 573. If your number ends in 54, are you there? Hey, Gabe, it's Tim. What's going on? What's up, Tim? How are you, man? Hey, good. I talked to you last week, and uh, I gave you a little bit of a hard time for uh, moving out the base rag. I talked about development and the team moving forward, Mm -hmm. play calling, the coaches, you know, the whole team concept. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to go back to that that conversation. You know, it's, it's like season development I see now. It's not just game development, but, you know, season development. And I... Hey, we're in the SEC. Um, let's not be like Virginia Tech, you know, firing our coach in the middle of the year when we're not even going to be going to, like, you know, I don't know, a bowl game. We're, 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 we're an SEC team. We're, we're going to a bowl. We're, we're beating some pretty solid, you know, bottom of the, of, the, of, the, of the league teams. But, hey, it's the SEC. I just – I think the way the season develops – now, you know, 2021 in this league, you have to be playing for like a 12-game horizon. And uh, I think the Zoo's done that this year. I think they did last year in a 10-game season. You know, I'm uh, pretty positive about things moving forward. And, you know, this Arkansas game, man, what an eclipse that would be if we would win that game, which, you know, we're the only game basically on Friday in that time slot. You mm-hmm. know, people are getting looking at us. It's it's an opportunity for us. So I, I just, you know, I just got to tell everybody, you know, hey, 
this is who we are. This is how we play football. This is kind of the season that develops for a team like Mizzou right now in 2021. And, hey, let's, uh, let's look up. What do you think? Yeah, um, I, I think they have saved it. And I think next week would be the difference between just kind of saving it and actually feeling really good about it. You know, because um, now I, th- I think you feel okay about it now because you've gone to a bowl game, you've turned it around. But if you could win next week, that kind of levels it up um, going into the off season. So we'll see. Um, you know, uh, we'll see on Friday. Weird things happen in this game. I- I'm not going to say Missouri can't win it. Yeah, but we will see, and, that, and that's really that's a good thing to hope for in the SEC. Is we will see. Yep. There you go, Tim. I appreciate the call, man. Great job, Gabe. All right. Thanks a lot. Okay. Uh, another one in the 573. Number ends in 46. You still there? Okay. We may have lost that one. 573 area code. Number ends in 46. Going once, going twice. No dice. Last one from the 573. Number ends in 75. You with me? 573. You there? No dice. Okay, we're going to the 973 area, or 913. 913, you with me? Hey, Gabe, what's up? What's going on? Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Matt in Phoenix. How's it going? Not bad, Matt. What's going on? Hey, so I tuned in a little bit late, so you might have covered this already, but the dude brought a lightsaber to the press conference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy, if he can get this thing rolling in the next couple of years, Imagine the things he's going to say in 2024, 2025. Anyway, good win today. Go Tigers. Let somebody else call in. <laughs> All right. I appreciate the call. Thanks a lot, Matt. Let's uh, go to the 832 area code. Who do we have? 832, you with me? All right. They gave up 206. You on the line? I'm here, Gabriel. Who am I talking to? This is P Duff. What's up, P Duff? How are you, man? Nice. I'm doing great, and I just want to say I'm drinking a nice Boulevard Tank Seven out here in beautiful Seattle, Washington. I'd put uh, any Boulevard product up against any of the ales and IPAs out here in the. Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I, I had some good ones up there on my trip, but I agree, man. Tanks Evan and, and Boulevard are are uh, the top notch stuff. There's nothing uh, better than enjoying a nice Boulevard, uh, one of their products, and perusing Parmazoo.com. Um, I wanted to say a few weeks ago, I'm, I like to think of myself as a very optimistic fan and uh, glasses half full fan. And uh, I wanted to post on PowerMizzou.com, the best place to get your Tiger info and talk. Agreed. Um, that I thought, I thought that, I didn't get it. I just didn't get why our defense was so bad. It was like I didn't know there were guys missing tackles, you know, right there. And, and uh, I just couldn't, it was inexplicable how bad we were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought, gosh, we are absolutely the worst defense in the country. We could just get to bad. 
I think we could turn the season around. So I almost posted that we'd go six and six or seven and five. And I wasn't optimistic necessarily after the Vanderbilt game, but after the first half of Georgia, I was like, I think a light went on. And um, so I'm really happy to see that our defense has continued to improve. And uh, really, really happy the way things are turning out. And I just want to ask you, I'll listen up here. So where does this put us bowl wise? Oh, and uh, to the earlier call, caller Tucker from Joplin, mm-hmm. he said, "Oh, this was actually my point." Um, you know, he said, "I think that we might have a shot against Arkansas because they might be hungover." And what I really wanted to say in this call was, "Man, Florida came to play today. Yeah. They, that was that was a really tough." Uh, they're, they're a max effort, I feel, today, and obviously they're, they have a lot more talent than us. So it was actually a real, and we were playing with about 75% of a quarterback. So what a gritty win for our guys. But, if, you know, the talk leading up to the game is what, what Florida team would show up. And i got to be honest, I thought they looked, they looked ready to go. So yeah. hat tip to them. Um, goodbye, Darth Vader. It was the... <laughs> That concludes the Dan Mullen era at Florida, I believe. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I just wanted to, just wanted to get your one thought as uh, as I hang up. Um, what what bowl will we be looking at? If I say we we don't win, or if we win, right? So if you win the arc, happy Thanksgiving. You too, you too, Pete. Up, appreciate it, happy man. Thanks- Yes, same to you. Appreciate the call. Um, So bowl games, I I don't have them all right in front of me, but it's dependent on a number of things. First of all, it's dependent on how many SEC teams get in the playoff. So Missouri will get a better bowl game if Alabama beats Georgia and both those teams make the playoff. Because if Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC title game, Alabama's not going to the playoff, which means Alabama's going to slide down to the probably to the Sugar Bowl, and then the Orange Bowl is going to take the third SEC team, whether that's – I think it will probably be Ole Miss. The other thing is how many SEC teams get into these New Year Six games. And so if Alabama gets in the playoff, then Ole Miss goes to the Sugar Bowl, and Texas A&M or somebody like that is in line possibly for uh, – for – the Orange Bowl, and then you've got a group of six after that. So if if four teams have gone playoff or New Year six, then Missouri's got a good shot at that group of six, which includes like the Texas Bowl, the Music City. Um, if that's not the case, if Florida gets bowl eligible, they could slide down to like the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. But my guess would be Music City, Texas Bowl, probably one of those two um, is what I would lean to, assuming you don't beat Arkansas. If you beat Arkansas, you can rise up there a little bit. And, uh, all right, let's go now to the 314 area code. Who am I talking to there? Hey, it's Steven from St. Louis. What's up, Steven? Yeah, I was just curious. Uh, you know, I don't have too much to say. I thought our defense, <laughs> they keep continuing to improve. Mm-hmm. I know Florida has issues. But that team has so much talent, probably a lot of four-star players on that team. Um, so I think it's a great win. Um, Basilek didn't hurt us. Uh, you know, that last play, I mean, you know, kudos to him. I'm curious what you think about this win as what it could do possibly for recruiting. Um, 
I, you know, I don't think this one win in itself does that much. I, I mean, it's better than the alternative, certainly, right? But I think overall what it does is send a message that, hey, we're, we're still going in the right direction. Uh, you know, he's managed to put together two back-to-back top 20 recruiting classes with a 500 record, which is pretty impressive. And this tells kids, hey, stick with us. If you had some doubts, don't have doubts. Look, we're still going in the right direction. And so if they can finish strong, if they can hit the portal, you know, then then a lot of that, some of that talent starts to show up on campus next year. Some of it's got a little bit more experience. And, and I think you have to feel pretty good about the direction things are going. Yeah, and, and you said it earlier in the season, you've seen McGuire and, uh, what's his name, uh, Jeff Coat mm-hmm. play better, and then obviously we had so many struggles. And then out of nowhere, these past three weeks, Jeff Coat and McGuire just have absolutely exploded. So Yeah, yeah. Part of this season was based on this is the player we thought Trajan Jeffcoat was going to be all season, and he hasn't been. And now all of a sudden in the last two, three weeks, he has been. All right, thanks, Gabe. Steven, appreciate the call, man. Let's go uh let's go next to the six oh two area code. Who's with me? Hey Gabe, this is Mike. How's it going? Not bad. What's up, Mike? Hey, I just wanted to talk about, you know, kind of touch on what you guys were talking about, but with the defense, just after early games this season, Tennessee specifically and in other games that we looked at the defense and just said, this is just horrific that really the defense is the reason we won this game. You know, there, it it wouldn't have been a game if the defense didn't get stops in key moments and um, how much that will help as you were kind of just talking about next season, building momentum. And this is a, this is kind of the real, the first real win that you can kind of put on your back and say, hey, we beat a big, we beat a big opponent. Florida's a good team, even even though their season's not going great. They have better players than we do. They recruit better than we do, and, and we beat them. So this is just kind of – I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that and, um, you know, point out to the fans that we're talking on whatever, Palamazoo, Twitter. I know you shouldn't yeah. listen to them during the game, but everyone who was talking during the game, that's just kind of my thoughts. Is, you know, this is a huge win for Mizzou, and – you know, it's it's a building block for the future. If if, if Eli Drinkwitz work out works out, we'll look back at this game and say that this was kind of the start of it. Hey, I I think this was was is definitely a building block. I mean, LSU last year I think is a similar win. Um, and look, that LSU team last year obviously didn't end up being good, but who cares? It's still LSU. They were the defending national champions. It still counted. Um, and this Florida team, like, it's not the best Florida team I've ever seen, but I thought that was a Florida team that tried tonight. I, I thought they were seemed interested in, in the game, and Missouri beat them. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely one of those ones that you build on, and maybe in a couple years you look back and say, hey, we, we got some people to buy in that day that maybe weren't bought in before. Um, and, and that counts, no doubt. So, uh, 573 area code, who's there? Gabe, it's Big Mike from Moberly, man. I got to tell you, um, that was one of the more exciting football games I think I've seen at Memorial Stadium in a really long time. In a way, it was more exciting than the LSU game. But I'm really just calling to say, is there a bigger redemption tour in the last three or four weeks in all of college football than Steve Wilkes? Oh, all of college football. I thought we were going get, to get to talk about Mahomes here. Um, no, there's not. I mean, it's it, it it's been 
super impressive. And nobody wants Steve Wilkes to lose his job now, right? Um, he's he's coming back, man, for one point two million dollars, and and he should. Like he's he's done a good job, um, no question. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's solid, man. He's 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 done his job. The 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 other cool part that I thought about today was that. So last year on Halloween, obviously we all saw Dan Mullen's theatrics and all that. And there's not really a more unlikable guy in all of college football, in my opinion. So to see Correct. maybe what's the final nail in the coffin um, for him as Coach Drink does the press conference, that was awesome. That was one of the coolest things I think I've seen in college football this year. And, and really, for me, the, the coolest part was the energy in the stadium. And I think what, what people don't understand is, like, without students there, it's hard to have that type of energy. But I thought the alumni was really bought in. Coach Drink, and I think a lot of that comes from that hatred of Florida and, and all of that. It was awesome to see in the stadium today. It was really fun. So in my job, I love the lightsaber thing. I think it's great. Um, but, like, dude, you got a target on your back now. Like, you just did that as the head coach of a 6-5 and five football team. And it's going to come back to you. It may not come back for, to you from Dan Mullen, but, like, it's coming from somewhere, right? Um, and that's okay. Like, he invites that. That's cool. I don't think he cares at all. But, uh, but yeah, he's he makes headlines, and that's that's great for Missouri. But also, like, there are days that, that there's going to be some, rede- uh, some revenge for that. Agree, but I think that's the swagger that Mizzou has needed in a long time, and he brings it. It's great to see. But, Gabe, I love the show, man. Uh, second time caller I called last week, told you I was going to go get a uh, thicker kicker burger, and that's yeah. where I'm headed, man. So thanks for hosting this. This is awesome every week. I love it. And my reach. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Big Mike, uh, and uh, and everybody who's called in. And, um, hey, we, we actually have the – Phone line's clear for a minute, first time in over an hour. And if you want to call in, please do call in, and, and I'll get to them. Um, kind of take a moment to catch my breath and, and say a couple things. First of all, um, you know, appreciate we've already had two callers calling in saying they listen to this show while drinking their Boulevard products. We hope you all are. We hope the rest of you are doing the same thing and just not just haven't told us about it. But if you are, when you call in, let me know, man. What are you drinking? Is it is it the is it the Tank Seven? Is it the wheat? Like uh, somebody was on their second twelve pack of wheat. I think maybe you go, I always like the space camper. Um, Hey, it's, it's getting into, you know, the winter. So maybe you're going with like the bourbon barrel quad, or maybe, maybe you're going, uh, maybe you like the calling. I don't know. They got a lot of good stuff. Maybe you like the quirk seltzers or the, uh, the fling cocktails, but if you're drinking Boulevard while listening to or watching this show, we appreciate it. Let me know about it when you call in. Also want to say something, uh, Big Mike was talking about and said that was the most exciting win in Memorial Stadium in a while. And it kind of brought me back to earlier in the show when the guy called in and said, Missouri just doesn't win games like this. This doesn't happen. So you know what? This is the third time in 14 months that Missouri's won a football game on the last play of the game. Third time in 14 months. Goal line stand against LSU. Field goal by Harrison Mevis against Arkansas. Two-point conversion tonight against Florida. So that is three of their last, what they have. I'm going to go three of their last ten home games. They've won on the last play of the game. Three of the last 11, maybe. Like, it's time to bury this nothing good ever happens to Missouri. 
Because it's actually, it's flat out not true. Tons of good things have happened in the last year to Missouri. Uh, let's go back to the 573 area code. Who's with me? This is Davin. What's up, Davin? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I, I'm hanging in. What's on your mind? <laughs> good. Um, I was just going to say that um, you talked about having a target on your back or, or whatever mm-hmm. for Drinkwitz doing that, but I sure a lot rather have Drinkwitz doing that after a win than Barry Odom burning the whatever he did in the trash can after the Kentucky yeah. game. Oh, so, I, I agree. Like, I think it's great. I just My point is Drinkwitz is the guy that if he coaches your team, you love him. And if he coaches the other team, you kind of go, man, I hate that dude. I hope we score 80 on him. Right? Well, that, yeah, that brings, that brings good football. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd rather have somebody that, that thinks that they're pretty good. And I don't know. I like it, but I get what you're saying. No, I like it too, especially in what I do. Like, I'd much rather have a guy do that than a guy get up there and be like, yeah, just uh, we just want to get better every day. I'm proud of how hard the guys fight. Like, give me something that I don't know is coming. I think it's great for my job, but I think it is. I, I think it is undeniable if if that had been Dan Mullen that did that. If that had been if three weeks ago, you know, Josh Heupel did that. Missouri fans want to kill him, right? Yeah, yeah. but Florida fans have they had this coming because because of, of last year. So I can't yeah. see them getting on us. And you're right. Maybe it's not going to come from. From him, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was. I liked it. Well, it's so. de- retribution definitely ain't going to come from Dan Mullen. I don't know if he'll make it back to Gainesville. And the truth is, I think Florida fans are probably happy today because they want the dude fired. So they might actually be converted to Drinkwitz fans now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I was just going to ask you that. You think he? Uh, you think he's gone after this, or they wait till uh, after the? Uh, Maybe next one. Yeah, I mean, I don't I like I don't want to pretend I have any inside information on Florida, but I, I talked to our Florida guy on our pregame show. I talked to him actually on Thursday, and he said he thought if Florida loses either of these last two games, Mullen loses his job. So whether yeah. it happens tomorrow yeah. or after after the season, uh the feeling down there is this was the nail in the coffin. Right. Yep. yep. All right, man. Thank you. Thank All right, you. Davin. Good to talk to you, man. Thanks a lot for calling. Uh, let's go to the 404 area code next. Who's there from the 404? Hey, all right, man. It's your man, Alan, man. Thank you again for taking the call. Yeah, what's up, Alan? Um, How are you? All right. Well, uh, I, I feel, one, congratulations. That That is, in the last two years that I've been following Mizzou, that defense uh, – just congratulations. I could go on and on. And I heard the calls about uh, it's the same scheme, the players. Sometimes uh, motivation, it, how you talk to the players, I don't really know. But whoever gave them a kick in the hiney uh, is working out. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm concerned for the future about drinks, decisions with personnel, and specifically there at the end with the going for two. I got frustrated going for two. I wouldn't have done it. But then, yeah. you know, when you get it, everyone everyone's happy, right? Yeah. But even even in that, Basilac, the play that he chose to do, and let's just be honest, Basilac has been up and down 50-50. They right. were booing him all night. And the play that you call puts the ball in his hands, not the number one rusher, Beatty, uh, not, you know, someone else. But you go to Basilac off his back foot, and when that works, it makes me nervous that you think that that was a good call. 
And that that means that we might see that again and then actually be upset when it doesn't work again. Yeah. Um, so I get what you're saying, Alan. Like I actually said earlier in the show, I give him credit for not doing the easy thing, which was, A, I'd have kicked the extra point. That's the easy thing. And then I give Absolutely. him credit once he decided not to go for two, to or to go for two, to once again not do the easy thing. Because the easy thing is to hand the ball to Tyler Beatty, and if it doesn't work, say, hey, we died with our best player, right? So he deserves right. a lot of credit. And that's the re- exactly your call is the reason that he makes $4 million. Because the, the good calls, frankly, I, I mean, like, I know it's not this simple, but it worked, so it was a good call, right? Um, now, next time, we'll, he probably won't won't make that same play next time because if you do that, then what it makes, the next team that's in that situation that Missouri lines up for two looks and goes, well, we think Tyler Beatty's getting the ball, but last time they went for two, they thought Tyler Beatty was getting the ball, and he didn't, so their tight end was wide open, so we got to think about that. And so maybe next time you hand the ball to Tyler Beatty because there's one fewer guy in the box and it works. Um I, I, I get your point um, that it's too simple to say, hey, it works, so it's a good play call. But in the end, he's judged on wins and losses, and he's judged on did the play work or did the play not work. And everything he did there worked, and he gets credit for it. And now, it, is it? it's kind of stupid, but if it didn't work, would be would we be ripping him for going for two? Yeah, we probably would. I, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but that's probably how it is. Well, and, and, and what you just said was absolutely right. The reason I'm concerned is, though, a win covers up a lot of flaws, and it's hard to build off of that because when when it starts going wrong, then people act like they're shocked that they didn't see it a while ago. I, I pray for Mizzou's sake that he opens the opportunity to competition at the quarterback position. I'm not a believer that Basilak will be the guy for that going forward. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm upset that he was out there tonight, but I understand as a coach you're going to finish it out with your quarterback. You did it all year, and then maybe you'll open the competition up in spring ball for next year. I get both sides of it, but I'm going to let you go. But I hope that for the defenses and, and, and the other two guys that are behind Basilak, it kind of shuts the – you lose your locker room like that because if someone can go out there and perform like that, then you still don't even allow other players to play to show you what they're capable of. you got other players in other positions that you're trying to build depth. This is it's not only about recruiting, but it's about retaining players, right? So you may have good players on your roster, but if you got two quarterbacks behind Basilak and he's playing like that and you won't give them a shot – they're going to hit the portal. Then what if Basilak gets hurt and on and, and take that same approach to other players? So that's what I want to say in, uh, you know, MIZ. Yeah, Alan, I appreciate it, man. And and I want to be clear, like, I, I don't want to dismiss what Alan's saying because I think he makes some good points in there, right? Like, our analysis needs to be less surface level and, and, and go into a little bit more. But on the on the losing the locker room thing – Look, man, I, that team that was celebrating in the end zone didn't look like anybody wasn't bought in. Uh, it, it, it really didn't to me. Um, I thought that looked like a team that fought today. When it, it, he's he, Basilak didn't play great. 
uh, everything's not perfect with this team. They still don't have the most talent in the world and all that. But that didn't look like a team that had quit on on his coach to me. Not at all. Um, you know, so... Uh, I, But he does make good points. Look, I said I wouldn't have gone for it. But it, I, this is why... It goes back to the, the caller earlier that was talking about play calling and why I said... I tend to try to stay away from play calling because it's just too easy to say, well, these plays sucked because they didn't work and those plays were good because they did. Uh, that's too simple and I don't have enough knowledge to say everything, right? Um, as far as the quarterback, I understand. Everybody's going to look and say, hey, he didn't play good. He was hurting us. We should have gone to the other guy. But you won the game. And the same people who have been telling me Hey, the reason he's not a good quarterback is because we're not winning. Well, he won. So you can't argue both sides of it, right? Um, and I think, yeah, he is the guy for the rest of the season. I don't think there's any doubt about it, right? And spring football, that may be different. And I think today probably did tell Brady Cook, hey, man, there's no real path to playing time here for you. Now, Brady's a great dude. Seems like a really good teammate. I, I don't think he's going to cause any problems. But into the season... Hey, it's it's not hard to see him looking right, um, but uh, but I, I I do want to be clear. I don't want to dismiss anything Allen said because I do think he he brought up some good points. But that is a team to me that was bought in, and that was a coach that look. It's the internet. I can say whatever I want, right? He put his balls on the table. He 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 did. He uh, he took a risk, and in the end. Those risks paid off. I mean, I think he took a risk by playing Connor Basilak, right? Because if he plays Brady Cook tonight, he kind of has an excuse. Yeah. Hey, only the kids first start, right? Gave it a shot. Didn't work. But he took a lot of risks tonight, and enough of them paid off that he came out a winner. And and that's all that that really counts. At the end of the at the end of the day, when you're deciding whether to fire Eli Drinkwitz or extend him or whatever, you're looking at the record. You're not looking at who'd you play at quarterback on November 20th against Florida. Let's go to the 314 area code. Who's there? Hey, Jake, Gabe, John. Good what, show. What's up, John? Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, good win for the Tigers today. Uh, but I agree with a lot of what you say. This is definitely a flawed team. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, is a this is a third or fourth or fifth place team in the SEC East because the quarterback to get us above that is not on campus, just like you stated. And I don't know if could it's going to be Horn or not. Uh, we have to give Eli a little time. Uh, he's not a true, you know, head coach. He doesn't have the 10 years experience that Pico had coming in. But, you know, after year four, like you said, maybe year five at the most, if they're not number two or three consistently, then you got to look elsewhere. And I, and I think from the standpoint of his knowledge, I'm not saying he doesn't know the offense, but I think some of his decisions are very questionable. And maybe that just comes with more time. I'm not sure, but um, I don't think they're going to beat Arkansas. I think they'll be 6-6 six and six and, like you said, get a low-tier bowl and hopefully get some more practices and next year will be better. But. Yeah, I mean, that that's the goal, right? I mean, the goal is clearly 7-5, and five, and I'm not going to say it's impossible that they beat Arkansas. They, they could beat Arkansas, but, but, but probably not, right? I agree with you. Um, you know, it, it, one thing I would – push back a little bit on the you say the quarterback to lead you to better than than third or fourth isn't on campus you might be right however also 
Like, we got to remember, it, Missouri's two games better if the defense is playing like this in the first six weeks of the season, right? They beat Kentucky and BC with this defense. I don't think there's any question. Yeah. So, it's not – my problem with the quarterback position is it just becomes all about him, and, and I don't think that's fair. Um, one guy doesn't win or lose football games. I mean, he, he has a lot to do with it. It's the most important position on the field. But I, you might be right that the quarterback to take them to better than, you know, fourth place in the East isn't on campus. But what if he had a better team around him? What, you know, so I, I, I don't think it's something we can judge just in a vacuum. But also, Gabe, you have to realize uh, who's going to replace Tyler Beatty? Who's going to replace those yards? Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Next I year. Mean, imagine, imagine our same quarterback without Tyler Beatty. What is, what is our offense without Tyler Bailey? Uh, it hurts, no question. But also, what is your offense with um, EJ and Doma Ogar with a couple years in college playing offensive guard, with Connor Tolleson maybe playing center next year, with Dominic Lovett and Mookie Cooper, who I don't think played today with a year of experience, with Luther Burden on campus, with Messiah Swinson a year older with, you know, I mean, there's just so much unknown that with the defense theoretically better, losing Beatty is crushing, don't get me wrong, but I mean, other guys, they're still going to play other guys, and at the beginning of this year, everybody said, well, I don't know if Tyler Beatty can be an every down back, and now the thing is, well, how do we ever replace Tyler Beatty, so... I don't know. Maybe there's another Tyler Beatty on the roster. I mean, I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying yeah. we can't say there isn't. Yeah, and I don't. And, and to this day, uh, I don't believe anybody anybody is 100 percent sold yet on, on Eli as a coach, not yep. as a recruiter, as a guy who could win you football games and knows the X's and the O's and could run an organization. No, that's fair. I don't think anybody should be 100% sold on him yet. He hasn't proven that yet. He's never coached a roster that's mostly his. You know, um so yeah, he's got to bring in guys. He's got to build this thing and in in 2023, if we're talking about a 500 record after 4 years, I'm going to have a lot of doubts. I know I'm not saying you fire him for that. But I think I'll probably kind of be like, yeah. I mean, I don't know that this is necessarily the guy. Um, but but if yeah. he's seven and five next year and nine and three in two years, then that's your guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. But only time will tell. But if yep. if you're a third or fourth or fifth place team, no matter what, year in and year out, then you got to look. You got to look above and beyond what we got here. At at some point, but, yeah. But we're a long way away yeah. from that decision. Oh to be yeah, made. I I agree, Gabe. Yep. Appreciate the show. Keep up the good work. All right, John. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Bye-bye. Appreciate all you guys. I, I, I'd like to actually take a minute to compliment you guys. First of all, there's been like almost no interruptions. We've had a couple bad connections, but everybody's pretty much handled um, the the etiquette of the phone pretty well. And, um, you know, everybody's like managed to wait their turn and we haven't had like a... Hey, the cat facts haven't called in. We haven't had any curse words. I, I'm jinxing it here, but it's you've done well this show um credit to you so um you know i i i'm not yet sure i'm going to stretch this for about five more minutes because and and if you want to call and you want to want to go longer feel free call in if you want to uh phone line's clear it's five seven three two three four four nine three five if you want to call in but i there's two things that i'm kind of thinking out of this um more than anything else and that is one, this is a team that 
has salvaged the season. Now, it's not a great season, but it's salvaged it, right? You've gotten what you could out of this season, and they got a little bit of their swag back, um, for lack of a better term, right? Uh, it's weird how much this season has paralleled the Kansas City Chiefs season, uh, to use that phrase. Let's go uh, Let's go to the phone line, 904 area code. What's up? Hey, uh, Listen to your show. I'm trying to get as much as I can about tonight's game. I am uh, I am a Mizzou fan, been a fan for my entire life. <clears throat> I live here in Jacksonville, Florida, which is in the middle of Gator Country. Okay, what's your name, man? I'm Who am I talking to? Mike. Okay, Mike, go ahead. Sorry. So I've lived here for 20 years. I listen, to obviously, the local you know sports radios also because I'm uh-huh. a, in addition to being a Mizzou fan, I'm a Jaguar fan. So okay. I have the, the the good with the bad. I've just grown really tired of hearing all the disrespect that the talkers here and also the Florida program in general has for Mizzou football. So tonight and today's victory gave me great pleasure to see them once again lose to us when I hear them talk about how much of, you know, that we don't belong in the SEC and don't belong in the the same football field. The SEC likes to do that. Do you know, Mike, what the all-time series record between Missouri and Florida is now? Oh yeah, I, I sure do. Okay. In fact, I, 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 I'm I'm banned from their talk radio calling in because I made that point to them several times. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm very aware. Okay. Um, so, so they know me as Mizzou Mike, and I'm uh, I'm no longer allowed to call into their show. That's awesome. Anyway, I get a double get a double header this weekend. Mizzou basketball is going to be in town tomorrow night. Oh, that's right. So I'm yeah, yeah going to that game watching. Hopefully, we beat SMU. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to give, give you a call out, and thanks for uh, taking my call. All right, Mike, I appreciate it, man. You're down there. Uh, let, me, let me ask you if you're still there. Or I bet Gator fans are actually happy Missouri won this game because now they get to fire Dan Mullen. Well, the reality, I mean, four weeks ago, they were talking about how much Dan Mullen was elite, an elite coach. Yeah. Well, maybe he's not elite, but he's a really good coach, and I believe in him. In four weeks' time, it's amazing how fast that turned. And yeah, some of the talkers that have so much disrespect for Mizzou were actually begging. <clears throat> Two weeks ago, they were saying, "Don't fire them all on having Mizzou game because that's a bad look." Right. Well, that was them because it was Mizzou that caused it. So we'll see how this plays out. My gotcha. guess is they'll keep on through the end of the season and then can. Gotcha. Well, Mike, I appreciate the call, man, down there from uh, enemy territory. Enjoy, enjoy the basketball games the next couple of days. Yeah. Have a good one. Um, uh, so, okay, I was I was talking about before Mike called in, and again, we, phone calls always take precedence. So if you call in, I'm in the middle of a thought. I'll grab your call. It's fine. Uh, what I have to say is, is not that important. But uh, I think this is a team that, you know, maybe got a little bit of its swagger back and its head coach walked into the press conference and pulled out a lightsaber, and, like, that's a, that's a thing, right? Um, the other thing is – and maybe these are connected somehow. But, like, this whole idea that good things don't happen to Mizzou, again, that's three times in 14 months they've won a home football game on the last play of the game. Like, it's time to quit saying these that Missouri doesn't win these games. It's time to quit saying that, that we're not doing this, uh, that, that, that Missouri can't do this. Um, it's, you know, it's... Uh, it's not true. Like, 
th- this whole Missouri has bad luck, and 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 it ties into I, this is probably what I'm going to write about now because the caller reminded me it's the north end zone, right? And I don't know. I feel like maybe something good's happened in the north end zone at some point previously. Um, Missouri was going uh, that direction when Mevis made the field goal last year against Arkansas, I believe. Uh, the LSU play was in the south end zone, but point is like this whole idea of we can't have nice things no you've actually every game that could have gone either way pretty much not everyone because you lost bc but other than that like i don't really consider kentucky a game that could have gone either way you kind of got your butt beat and managed to stay close but kentucky was better but other than that most of the games that could have gone either way have gone missouri's way and so maybe this really is a program that's turning over a new leaf because there's been a lot of years where that wasn't true. Um, but it's been pretty true of late, you know, and uh, I think it's a change you guys all certainly welcome. Um, quick question, which has improved more this season, the defense or caller etiquette? I'm going to go defense. Some of you guys are still calling drunk, um, you know, so it's not perfect. Um, you know, I've still heard some some stray comments here and there. Not perfect, but uh, but um, Missouri's defense. Steve Wilkes deserves more credit than you guys. Let's just let's just leave it at that. Um, so before we shut this thing down, and, and I go write a column, and Mitchell Forty's got some stuff up already on the site. So make sure you're reading his stuff over there. Uh, before we shut this down, two things. First of all, um, somebody asked me earlier, and I can't find it in the comments anymore. If I'm still expecting good recruiting news. I don't know if that's going to be today. I'm expecting good recruiting news to come out sometime, but it's getting late in the day, so I'm not sure. Um, But the other thing um, that I want to kind of lay out is this week is going to be a little bit different because it's obviously Thanksgiving on Thursday and they play on Friday. So um, here's what we're going to do. So tomorrow night, Obviously, Missouri plays basketball. We'll have coverage of that game uh, remotely. Um, we're not going to Jacksonville, but but we'll cover that game. On Monday, they are doing Eli Drinkwitz's media day, and Mitch and I are doing a show, and they play basketball that night. Then on Tuesday, um, Sean and I will have the recruiting show, and they'll do the second media day. Mitch will cover that. Uh, Wednesday, we'll do the 573 report like usual. We'll have a mailbag like usual. I'm pre-recording a uh, an opponent show for you guys on Thursday, so we'll have that up on Thursday, and then Friday we will do normal game day stuff. Mitch will cover the game. I'll do pregame, postgame, all that. Um, so everything's just kind of pushed up a uh, pushed up a day this week, but we will we will be covering football and basketball for you all week. Everybody, I feel like should be pretty happy tonight, right? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to do what P Duff did. I want you to grab a tank seven. I want you to do what uh, Stewart and Springfield did. Grab a 12-pack of Boulevard wheat. Maybe you like the, the cocktails, right? Like go get a fling cocktail, a gin and tonic, or, uh, you know, the cork seltzers if that's your, that's your thing. I'm not a seltzer guy, but, but I know a lot of people are. Whatever it is, go grab a Boulevard product. Celebrate the fact Missouri won a game. Celebrate the fact they beat Florida. They're headed to a bowl game. Eli Drinkwitz pulled out a lightsaber in a damn press conference. Like, you guys should all be happy. Um, So, everything's good. I want you to hit the like button before you leave here. I want you to subscribe to the channel. Uh, We've got one more week of live streaming. We've made it through 12 of the 13 weeks this season. we got one more week to do it. 
Um, we'll continue some of the shows after the football season is over, but we're not um, we're not going to be every single day after this coming week. So uh, appreciate you guys who have been here all night long. Great show. Had, had a lot of calls, uh, a lot of activity. Uh, appreciate those of you who have been here all day, all season. Um, so thanks for being a part of it. The Boulevard Brewing Company post-game drink here. I'm going to turn this into a podcast. I'm going to go write a column. Mitchell Forty has you covered on Power Mizzou. Once again, Mizzou a 24-23 winner. They're 6-5. and five. Arkansas Friday, bowl game sometime. Talk to you guys later.